Welcome to Ghostly. Is Bella Lugosi's apartment haunted? Ghostly is a podcast that comes out every other week. In each episode, we take a ghost story or paranormal event and look into its complete history. Rebecca then gives us evidence proving that the story is real. And my job is to debate those pieces of evidence and get you, the listener, prepared to vote on if it's real or not. If you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. And as always, we're your host. I'm Pat. And I'm Rebecca. Today, we have a very, very, very special guest here. Um, Brand new. Brand new. Never, never been on Ghostly before. Been on before. Yes. Never it, been out of the house before. It is Mr. Alan Morgan or Al. <gasps> Hello, true believers and authentic skeptics. Ooh, so authentic wonderful to like skeptics. Today. How long did you prepare that ones? for? I I was in the shower this morning. Oh. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, like, thank you for that. Good. Thank you yeah. for showering. <laughs> uh, yes, I know. I've gotten a lot of complaints about that in the past, but... <laughs> It is good to be here and clean and ready to go. Yeah, and welcome to Ghostly uh, HQ. Wow, thank you very much. I'm very impressed. I've, does it live up to all, all of your expectations of this? It really does. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's just fantastic, especially when you let me go down the ghostly pole. Oh, yeah, yeah, Check yeah. out the ghostly mobile. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, the ghostly mobile. That's <laughs> that's definitely something. Yeah. Um, so, Al, you, um, you do a lot of things. I mean- you have two podcasts. Uh, one of them is kind of hasn't been out for a while. Mr. Yeah. Wiggly's Moist and Happy Friendship Garden. Yeah, exactly. Which um, both uh, Pat and I have been on. Yes, we have been on and it. A, a valuable addition to the podcast as well. You guys yeah. are great well, performers. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and also right now you have From X to Z. Yes. So tell us about that. So that is a podcast. It's a cross-generational nerd cast is what I like to call it. Uh, it is with my daughter, Cal. Um, I'm Generation X. She's Generation Z. And what we do is we take a look at nerd culture in its various aspects from our individual generational perspectives. Oh. So, you know, basically she tells me what all the hot, new, cool stuff is that's going on, and I reply with my grumpy old man kind of, re <laughs> well, remember we when. We did this back in the day. <laughs> that's right. Gotcha. I, I love the Stump the Dad segment on there. Oh, that thank is, you. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, and also you are a main stage performer at the Comedy Shrine as well. Yes, You are correct. a paid comedian. I am a paid comedian. So wow. I am uh, very lucky to be able to say that. Not it many is, people can nowadays. Uh, no, not many yeah. people can. I mean, a lot of people are trying to be funny. Um, I actually get a little bit of money for it, so I'm very happy about that. Really, I've achieved my life goal at this point, so... It's all downhill from here, basically. But you also have a day job, too. Yes. Where, how do you have time for all of this stuff? That's a good question. Do you I, have a clone? <laughs> uh, no. I've been thinking about that, but my genetic studies have not gone far enough along oh, okay. from Okay. Ah. You need to work on that. Yeah. Then. I, I'd say ADHD really has something to do with... <laughs> I mean, I'm right there with you, because like, during a moment like this, I, I could be hyper-focused. That's that yes. ADHD superpower. Yes, and yeah. that is actually something I saw in The Amazing Race this yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, we're we're big fans of the Holderness family. Yes. So so, we've, been, we've been watching them for years. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Well, they've got their moment of national time. So, But I, when uh, Penn was doing some of his stuff, I'm like, yeah, I can relate. Yeah, uh, you, you kind of remind me of Penn a little bit, true, too. That's true, a little bit. I, yeah. Get, yeah. I get a fair amount of that, music, actually, since I do, do all the some stuff. music. And uh, not nearly at the level that they do it, so no, it's something amazing. to aspire to. So are you, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You are so sweet. I'd well, reach across the table and hug you if I could. Um, COVID. Uh, <laughs> good call. Okay, so most people that know the name Bela Lugosi know him from his roles in horror films. He was the original Dracula. 
He was also um, Igor in Son of Frankenstein. Uh, his career, as well as his life, was like a roller coaster. Mm. Would you agree? From what I know of him, absolutely. Yeah, Bela Lugosi is like a roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, oh, I see. Is that an improv prompt? Yeah, it is. Right it there. is. Right okay. there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bela Lugosi is like a roller coaster. <laughs> uh, he had his ups and his downs, and uh, eventually he stopped. So, <laughs> so that's, that's the best I can do at the moment. I guess. Yeah, there you go. There yeah. you go. I didn't prepare you for that. So, uh, so when Bella died, it is believed that he never, he never uh, left his last apartment. So he had this apartment for like a year and 11 days, actually. Mm. And um, I mean, he left to go outside. I was going to say, this is really weird. <laughs> What's happening? I don't know. But he did not. Really he did not to live up to the vampire. This is the apartment where he died. Yeah, yeah. He, had, he had many houses, though, okay. and yes. many, many places that he stayed. But this was his final one. And that's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, many people have come and gone from this apartment. And people say that there is this eerie feeling in the house. Uh, they also feel like they're being watched when they sleep. Which is creepy. Yeah, it is creepy. This it's is the one time the... I don't want to be watched at all is when I'm sleeping. <laughs> well, bathroom too, but yeah. I, I mean, you know, I have my own OnlyFans page for that. So. <laughs> well, here's here's a side to Pat that uh, the listeners had not known about before. Yeah, right. So that's great. Uh, Dracula may be dead and gone, but does Belly? But does Bella not let the spirit die? We'll find out in this last of our Most Haunted series. Uh, for those that are not aware, we've been doing this Most Haunted series all year so far. Uh, we wanted to do this to reward the cities where we get the most downloads. So to be a Most Haunted episode, uh, the story has to happen in or around one of our biggest cities and be listed as one of the top five or top ten Most Haunted location. So, Al, what do you remember about Bella? Well, it's interesting because Bella, to me, um, I know him more as an iconic figure mm. rather than someone who is familiar with his body of work. I mean, obviously, I'd seen the original Dracula, uh, seen him in old movies from time to time, but um, a lot of times he would be more of a, a touchstone um, in the sense where it's like he might be referenced elsewhere. Um mm. You know, the, the things that pop into my mind immediately since I'm a huge music nerd is <laughs> uh, the first single by the proto-goth band Bauhaus. Um, you brought that up to me. And I yes. researched that, actually. Since, oh, did you? Since you? What was the name of the song? Bella Lugosi's Dead. Yeah. Yes. Um, and that was credited as being one of the first goth songs yes. ever. Yeah, absolutely. It so. really was kind of... Uh, and, you know, that was something that was in within my era. And then, of course... Um, that was in the 70s, right? Uh, yes, late 70s, if yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there was Martin Landau's amazing portrayal of Bella Lugosi in Ed Wood, the Tim Absolutely. Burton film. Absolutely. That's where I, I know Bella the most is from the Ed, Ed Wood movies. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, uh, you know, Landau, I think, rightly won the Oscar for it that year. So mm -hmm. it was an uh, amazing portrayal. But um yeah, I, I think he's seeped so much into the cultural consciousness at this point that it, almost like Einstein or Lincoln, it's like you don't even necessarily have to know a lot about him to feel his iconic presence, if you will. Does sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. What's What, what I find really funny about Bella is he was well-respected amongst fellow actors, Yes, but he was not respected by the studios. 
And the yes. critics didn't really like him that much either. So Right. And I mean, I, I think those kinds of movies, which he eventually wound up being typecast in, um, I think at the time there was not necessarily the the appreciation or the reverence for that type of art. You know, uh, sure. I get the impression that it was more considered, well, this is commerce as yeah. opposed to high art. Or and I, I think be. that's still the case for horror movies. I mean, though, they, they are one of the biggest cash movies now. and the yeah. ones, Cash cows? Cash cows and one of the few movies that succeeds at the box office. Mm, that's People very interesting. No matter what. No matter what's the going on in the world, too. To see a horror movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Everyone always wants to be scared out of their pants a little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so we do have some shout outs. There are two ways to get a shout out on Ghostly. The first way is to give us a review on Apple Podcast. Of course, we always prefer those five star reviews. I'm sure you do too, Al, for your from X to Z, right? Absolutely. Um, but we will read any and all reviews that we receive. And the second way is to become a member on Patreon. Just go to ghostlypodcast.com and click on Patreon in the menu bar. And we have a few different tiers to choose from, varying from $1 to $10. So it's not going to break the bank. Not at all. And for $5, you get a whole extra like two episodes a month. Absolutely. It's plus. A, that's a deal. Yeah. Plus some too. I mean. Plus more. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you get the episodes early and everything like that. So there's a lot of value in it. Uh, so our first one that we're going to bring up is our patrons. Yeah. Patreon so we is got, a great place. We got two. We got two. So we have Dakota. And Sergio. Yeah, so thank you guys so much for becoming new patrons. Uh, we really appreciate that. And we do have three reviews. Uh, you want to do the first one? Sure. We have uh, Taji O'Shea uh, from the United Kingdom. Now, I would have thought like oh, Japan right. or something. I know. Uh, five stars says, uh, super interesting. Mm. This is such an awesome and fun show, although I'm a skeptic. Hey, hey, skeptic. Hey, hey. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the conversations and rationale behind validating whether or not a story is real or not. And can I just say the audio quality of this show is straight fire? Yeah. Awesome. Um, thank you so much. This show is on fire. <laughs> I don't know if the show is. The audio quality the is. Audio the audio quality is on fire. <laughs> I think it got a hit. Yeah. The next one is another five-star review. This is right here in the United States, guys. So this is Dr. Rick Loftus. Loftus. Rick Loftus. There you go. That is a hard one to say. Okay. Uh, he says, best paranormal podcast for all audiences. Pat and Rebecca are delightful hosts who manage to mix facts and mystery with an easy banter that makes me wish after each episode that the stories they tell had gone on longer. I don't know. We go on for a while. We do. We just talk. <laughs> My only kids are the four-legged kind, but if I had human children, I'd enjoy listening with the whole family. Um, by the way, dogs, cats, they can listen to this too. They can. We yeah. really encourage that. Yeah, we try to be friendly Goats, to animals. whatever you got. Yeah. Well, I don't know about the goats. Well, those kids they call they call yeah they like do. young goats kids. So I mean, I think it works. So he said, as I think all audiences, even especially skeptics, would enjoy the friendly debate format and the invitation for the audience to put their nickel down as skeptic believer or the in between. And he says, ski lever. Skeever, I like it. I'll go with that. As yeah, Tweeny, right? Lip. No, we don't do that. <laughs> Plus, um, you're assuming that the doctor is a man, and we do. I not was referring know that. to because of Rick. Well, but that could we don't know. We're I don't know. Say they the doctor. 
Okay. The could good, the good like doctor, Erica. <laughs> yeah, right. Short for Erica. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, Eric Loftus could be the last name. We don't right. know. But this—that's an actual doctor. So, <laughs> L, do you want to do the third one? Sure. This one is from Australia, so I thought maybe you could do a little Australian <laughs> you accent. Do not this need one. to do an Australian. A horrible Australian <laughs> accent. <laughs> uh, this review is from Kristen. Kristen <laughs> says it's a great listen. Uh, have enjoyed, have really enjoyed listening to this podcast for quite a long time now. It's a great balance between those who believe and those who don't. Whilst, and that's the word, whilst most <laughs> of the cases are US-based, it's still fascinating to hear the history behind the locations as well. And this review comes from KC in Sydney, Australia. That is a five-star review. So, wow. Wow. Good you're on you, mate. Good. Yeah, oh you're good. I, I tried it, and Rebecca was like, nah. It's just British. <laughs> yeah, it was British. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say something like, you know, good eye, mate, before good I do eye, it. Right. I have to have these little key things that I say beforehand. The little Paul Hoganisms. If exactly. You will. That's the not a knife. Right. This That's is a knife. Not a knife. Another shrimp I on the barbie. Really yeah, exactly. no, well, I would love to do an Australian episode. We, I was just going to say, I think, Casey, you've inspired us. Um, we definitely Maybe like a kangaroo that. hunting or something like that. <laughs> no kangaroo hunting. So no, sorry, a roo. A roo. <laughs> a roo hunting. Oh, no, I don't even know why I tried. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> All right. So, Rebecca, let's get into the listener mail. Absolutely. So, uh, we have another um, in real life card. From a listener. El, can you see the card? I can see the card. It's it got exists. a cute little kitty cat a cute on the little front. little kitty cat that opens up. Oh, peekaboo with the kitty. Uh, this is from uh, Shayla, I believe. Um, all right. Peekaboo cat. So one time I got my kids a new nightlight because the dark is scary. And I mm. agree. Mm. Uh, a couple of days later, my kid wanted a different nightlight. I said no, because we had just bought this one. I finally got my kid to tell me he doesn't like it because of the girl in it. Ooh. I'm like, okay, let's burn the night light, cleanse our house, pour a foundation of salt, maybe move. It was an Incredibles nightlight. Ooh, it projected like the, the family onto the wall, but oh. it was slightly distorted, so it looked creepy. Oh. I'm glad I figured it out before we moved. Smiley face. Oh, so this is one uh, of your skeptic stories. Oh, I like skeptic stories. <laughs> El, where where are you at in the skeptic uh, spectrum there? Um, well, that's uh, that's kind of a good question. I mean, in the sense where it's like, I I, I don't I know that there's uh, lots of phenomena in this world that mm -hmm. we can't explain or understand. You know, I'm sure that there's a lot of metaphysical things going on that we can't really gauge. Uh, however, in terms of some of the specific stuff like ghosts or, um, you know, paranormal phenomena that manifests itself that you can see. I don't know. I, I think that the human perception has a lot to say about that. So uh, I guess that's kind of a long way around to say that um, I prefer a scientific basis for things and I'm kind of more of a skeptic. Ah, skeptic. You yeah. are the second Finally skeptic. Found another one. I'm only the on. second? Yeah, well, besides me. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the other one, you might know him. He's a guy by the name of Nick Mataragas. I'm familiar with the gentleman, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, And you seem a lot nicer than Nick, I just want to I, say. Well, you know? to be fair, I am a lot nicer than That's Nick. That's true. So. Okay. That is true. That is true. All right. So 
Um, if you want to send us a ghost story, you can email us at info at ghostlypodcast.com or use the contact us form on ghostlypodcast.com. Or one of our favorite ways, like Shayla did, you can send us an actual thing in the mail. We like that. P.O. Box number 264, Geneva, Illinois, 60134. You're not going to remember any of this. So go to the website, ghostlypodcast.com, scroll to the bottom, and you'll see the address on the bottom. You got it. Contact us for them. All the good things are there. Okay. Well, since we have a guest, I I don't want to be embarrassed, so we won't do the polls. Nope. Sorry. Come on. Always got to do the polls every time. You have won the last two polls. I don't know why. This is ridiculous. Don't stop the polls on my account. No, 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 Al. Al, we need to stop it because of you. No, the polls are important. (laughs) People go out of their way. They go to our website to vote, just as all of you listeners listening right now should go and do. No, they shouldn't until they've listened to the episode. Well, I'm just saying, once you've listened, they're already listening, so they should go vote. Ghostlypodcast.com slash polls or just click on polls. You got it. All right. So our last episode, we talked about the Betsy Ross house. We did. In uh, Philadelphia. Are you familiar with the Betsy Ross house? I am after listening to Ghostly. Uh, I am. Yeah, right. There you go, right? um, Yeah. Betsy Ross probably didn't live there. She probably didn't make the flag. So it's- (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't mean it's not haunted. Uh, But let's see what the listeners had to say. So they had, yes, 47.1% and no, 52.9%. I won again. Again. Oh my so no more Whoa. complaining. No more boohooing. <laughs> There'll be plenty of complaining and boohooing. Uh, what was our rating? Okay, yeah. So we do an overall rating now. People can now vote on how haunted they believe something is, like we do here. Uh, L, you're going to get the opportunity to do that when mm-hmm. we do the debate. Uh, one being not haunted at all, 10 being the most haunted place ever. Um, on Ghostly, we're allowed to give a zero, but during the polls, they can't. It doesn't allow that. So um, the average one is 3.88. So that's that's a little like, because again, really, it's more mathematically, it's between like a three and a five or six, maybe that right. we kind of land. So that's up there. See, this is that's interesting because I thought uh, the amount that, um, it would be haunted. Like haunting is kind of like pregnancy. It's either haunted or it isn't. I didn't know there was a scale. <laughs> there is a scale, is a scale yeah. attached to okay. it. Yeah, there is a scale and um, it usually fluctuates around four or five if something is, you know, voted yes, it's haunted. Okay. Yeah. So we can usually tell by that. So uh, uh, believers. But this is not the least haunted place though. No. So let no, me just say really. that. It's, yeah. it's pretty close actually with that, but definitely my believers, we got to get out there and vote. Yeah, you're not doing well in this Most Haunted series. I know, I don't know. I thought this was your series. Yeah, well, you know, I'm glad we're moving on from this series after (laughs) this. We have some really creepy things coming up. We do, yeah. I'm excited. So, Uh, you ready for your ghost story? Let's do it. All right. It's time for a spooky tale from our I'm in Hollywood, and while I'm not in movies, you can't live here and not feel connected to them. When I moved in, in, the agent said something about this being a famous apartment where some old horror movie star had died. I thought that was kind of cool. I soon did some research and learned that it was none other than Bella Lugosi, Dracula himself. I thought it was great. I told everyone and even sometimes saw tourists taking pictures outside. No one has ever been rude or anything. 
It felt like I finally got a little bit of celebrity without having to actually be famous. Soon, though, the incident started. It started with little things being misplaced, like keys being in a slightly different place on the counter than they where I thought I had put them, a glass being on the other side of the sink than where I usually put it. I would always notice these things in the mornings, and I didn't think anything of it at first. You know, you're in a hurry in the morning and you notice it, but you think you just forgot. But then one morning I woke up and I couldn't find my keys. I knew I had put them on the counter like always, but they weren't there. I thought maybe they fell or something. I have no pets, by the way. Nothing on the ground. After 10 minutes of looking, I was starting to panic. I was going to be late. Standing there and just looking around the apartment, I finally spotted them on the coffee table. I had no memory of putting them there. I've never put them there. But still, I dismissed it. The next time, I woke up and all the items on one of the shelves on the bookcase were switched around. Not books, but knickknacks. At this point, I started to wonder what the hell was going on. Was someone breaking into my apartment? Was I sleepwalking? I decided to purposely put my gym bag in front of the front door. If anyone was coming in, it would be moved. I woke up the next morning, the gym bag not moved, my laptop under the desk. I talked to one of my friends about this and she suggested I ask a medium to come visit. She was convinced that my place is haunted. And I had to admit it seemed more and more likely. Nothing was malicious, so I wasn't too scared. But it was annoying and disconcerting. The medium came and she confirmed our guess. Haunted. She said he was tall and thin and bored. She said not to worry about him. He was an actor and friendly. So, now I talk to Bella. I try to keep him from getting bored. It seems to have helped. He's only moved my keys once since then. Wow. Okay, so she talks to her imaginary friend Bella there and... So, uh, first of all, I took this as being a man. I know my voice isn't a oh, man, okay. but when I wrote the character of this, oh, well, you didn't sound very it. manly. In the I know. I'm. Some, I could have. I could have done the voice. <laughs> Why do you always go to New York in these moments? <laughs> hey, hey, I'm walking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now I talk to Bella. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, talking to Bella would be the great title for a lifetime movie. <laughs> talking to Bella. Yeah, talking to Bella. No, I so, wanted to. So there is. There are some stories of people who've lived there that claim that things have been moved oh. when they're sleep while they're sleeping. So I just took that and just made it made a story of it. Like there this is not based on any specifics. Your ghost stories usually aren't based upon too specific of a thing because you make them up. <laughs> I make so. them up. All right. Well uh, we're gonna go ahead and take a break and after we return we're going to get to the pet facts. Pet facts Throughout our time doing Ghostly, we've met a lot of great people. People that don't always fit into our episode schedule. And even when they do, we try to focus on the topic of the episode 
and we don't really get a chance to get to know them as a person. That's why we came up with the idea of Ghostly X. Ghostly X will come out on the weeks when there is no regular Ghostly episode. And it'll have interviews with amazing people and listener feedback from previous episodes. We also can't wait to talk about the paranormal in the news. We're very proud of this project, and we can't wait to share it with you. Ghostly X is a Patreon exclusive. You can start listening now by going to ghostlypodcast.com and clicking on the Patreon link in the menu bar to become a patron and help support Ghostly by listening to our brand new show. So we're going to get to the history. And one thing about this history that I want to say before I do it is there's going to be a lot of hard to pronounce words here. Bella was Hungarian. Ah. Yeah. So, um, and I am not Hungarian, oddly enough, you know. um, Can you slip into Slavic accent of some kind? uh, Maybe sometimes I can. I can maybe. Um, (laughs) Do your best. (laughs) So Bella Gosi was born. Bella... Ferenc Dezo Blasco. Okay. Ferenc. That's a mouthful. Dezo Bella Frank Dezo Blasco. I like it. Uh, he was born in 1882. Okay. In um, Logos, Hung- Hungary. Okay. I think I'm saying that right. Sounds good uh, to me. He was the youngest of four children. Mm. His father was a, bank- was a baker that became <laughs> a banker. Whoa. What? Yeah. He finally got that final end. <laughs> he did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he started off a baker and became a banker, obviously. I mean, that's right. the transition, right? That's the promotion. Right. And then eventually you can go on to become a banquette if you I mean, prefer. if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Yeah. Uh his mother was um Serbian born. Okay. Uh Bella was raised in a Roman Catholic home. He dropped out of school at the age of twelve and started working in some manual labor jobs. But he was away from the family when his father passed away. Hmm. Uh, He began his stage acting career in 1902. He played a couple of small roles in some plays and some operas in 1903, 1904. But back in those days, every actor needed a good stage name. And Blasco uh, was not the best name for him, I don't (laughs) think. (laughs) Blasco. (laughs) Blasco. So he changed his name to Lugosi to honor his birthplace of... Um, Logos. Logosi, Logos. Logosi. Yeah. Okay, Logosi. Yeah. All right. I don't think Blasco's that bad, but I don't know. I'm not Hungarian, so I don't right. know. I mean, Logosi has a certain kind of ring to it. That's true. It, you know? it does. Yes. Logos. It's a nice, I'm thinking yeah. of changing my name to Chicagan. Chicago. Yeah, there there you go. L first, you would you'd say L, right? L Chicago. Yeah. L Chicago. Yeah. yeah. I think they have good beefs there too. Oh, they get the good they get the <laughs> best beefs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh after that he performed in some Shakespeare plays. So he was he was a pretty good actor. He was yeah. legit. He was, he legit. was legit. Too legit I mean, to quit. Yeah. <laughs> and you did the hand movement for that too at the same time. Um so I mean I would say that if you're if you're an actor doing Shakespeare you have to be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, he moved to Budapest in 1911 and played dozens of roles with the National Theater of Hungary between 1913 and 1919. Again, you don't get to play for the National Theater unless you're decent. Right. Yeah. So he had some serious acting chops. He, I mean, I guess, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I've seen him, it's all been in horror films, so I... Right. You know, he has done some other, or he had done some other stuff besides horror films, but I, I, had, I had never watched those movies. Right. Uh, he actually starred in one thing. Uh, we're going to get into more, yeah. but he starred in one thing uh, that was not, and he actually tried his best not to do horror films. Yeah, the it's dreaded hard. typecasting. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. definitely typecasting. But yeah, so I think all evidence point to points to yes, he had some acting jobs. Yeah, uh, Bella claimed to be the leading actor of Hungary's Royal National Theater, but many of his roles were very minor or supporting. Okay. Hmm. Uh, then in 1914, the world all changed. Wait, what? Yeah, it was the start of World War One. Have you guys heard of World oh, War One? Oh, that, that was the prequel. Yeah, the prequel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the origin story. The origin story, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Bella served as an infantryman uh, in the Austro-Hungarian Army from 1914 to 1916, rising to the rank of lieutenant. Uh, he was awarded the Wound Medal for Wound. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they really got straight to the point with that yeah, one, right? didn't they? Uh, he, he suffered a wound while serving on the Russian front. Oh. Yeah, this is a this is hard. I was thinking about this when writing this. This is a hard thing these day this day and age. And you're gonna hear more that makes it even harder too. Okay. Uh, when he returned, he decided to act in a different way. He became an actor in the Hungarian silent films under the stage name of Arzitid Olt. I okay. think that's how you say it. I mean, so that's the name he changed to. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. I, from from Bella Lugosi, right? To just to do these silent films. I guess he wanted to bury those silent films, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> well, because of the A, he would get top billing then, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And by first name, I yes, yeah. I guess that yeah. would be true. He was no dummy. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, he married his first wife, Ilona Schmick, in 1917, but their marriage was short-lived because he was forced to leave Hungary due to his activism in the Actors' Union in Hungary during the Revolution of 1919 and his active participation in the Hungarian Soviet Republic. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's, it's pretty big. He was more than just an actor. No, he's got a very interesting story. He I mean, really does. His oh, life story would be a, a great movie itself, it, it sounds gets like. more interesting. All right. Yeah. Wow. Uh, his wife uh, went with him at first, but she missed her family and decided to go back and file for divorce because she could not live in what was the modern-day Hungary and be married to a communist. So, wait, so... Uh... Wait a minute. So, so Bella was a communist. Well, yeah. I mean, I just said that he was um, particip participated in the Hung Hungarian Soviet Republic. Gotcha. Ah, okay, so that was a communist organization. It was okay, communist. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Bella went to Vienna and then to Berlin, uh, and he started doing some acting there in more silent films. Uh, he got married again to Alona, again, <laughs> Alona von Montaga in 1919, who was a Hungarian actress. 
Uh, this was another short-lived marriage, though, because Bella had plans to go to the U.S., and she did not want to. You'd so think they could have discussed that before. You would, you would think. You would think. That or, would kind of be a deal breaker. Or maybe he just realized it after they got married. You know, I want to move to the U.S. Let's go. And <laughs> she's life like, with yeah. you, I'd like to move to the U.S. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so while while consoling himself with an affair with uh, Violetta Neperska, his co-star in three of his German films, uh, Lugosi wrote to Alona from Berlin, pleading. Which, which Alona? Uh, the second, al- second, the second, second Ilona, Ilona okay. von Montga. Okay. Um, I, I think you're making these names. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> uh, he was pleading for her to join him. In return, she pleaded for him to return to Budapest. When he refused, um, probably because he was still fearing for his life, um, she divorced him in July of 1920. Eventually, Bella traveled to New Orleans in December of 1920. He got there by working as a crewman aboard a merchant ship. This is, you know, okay. So we often hear about, you know, uh, people arriving mm-hmm. uh, from Europe to the U.S., uh, especially after the wars and whatever. Uh, but we don't often think of New Orleans as the city. That's where he snuck people in. Come. Yeah. He snuck in. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, he was like working. Yeah, but it's true. Most uh, immigrant stories from those days revolve around Ellis Island or something. Yeah, right. And his his does too, but it just doesn't start there. It it goes there. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So he liked what he saw, and he wanted to stay in the U.S., but he was an illegal alien. So he traveled from New Orleans to New York. And then to Ellis Island, where he formally entered the country. Oh, look, I just arrived. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Right? Oh, I've never seen this place before. Wow. Now, here's here's one of the strange twists in his <laughs> oh, story. Oh, this though. is the strange yeah, this twist. Is stra- oh this, is, this is one of the strange twists. There is another <laughs> super, super strange twist. Uh-oh. But um, So the strange thing is, at the same time that he arrived at Ellis Island, so did Alona von Montaga. Um, and I am not sure if they ever reconnected, but she was invited to New York by a theater owner, um, to perform there and maybe more. Um, and he lost his theater while she was in route. So the woman who was like, nope, Nope. I won't move there when somebody else asked her. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he knows how to pick them. That yeah. sounds like it's not the destination, it's the companion. Uh, I right? think so. Right? Yeah. Well, Bella's life was destined for more than just uh, the married life, as you're going to be able to tell in this. He he had several. We got two so far. Two so far. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Collect them all. So <laughs> Bella started acting in some plays and movies in New York before he got his biggest break, or it could have been one of the worst roles for his career, which was Dracula. Uh, they wanted Bella because of his European looks and thick accent. It started off as a play. I don't I'm, know if you're aware of that. I was not aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it did. Yeah. I, I, I did uh, see that in the research. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, he's not Transylvanian, I guess, but like Hungarian, kind of close to that. So it's right. that Eastern well, actually, European look and sound. Actually, where he uh, was born is now Romania. Oh, there you oh. go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and so, we, you know, oddly enough, go back and listen to our Dracula's Castle episode. Yeah. Um, Bella would have loved it there. Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe he would have hated it there. I don't know. Well, I have some thoughts on that that we're going to come to. So in late July 1929, Bella Lugosi arrived in San Francisco with a touring company for Dracula. 
Uh, and <laughs> I'm trying to picture Dracula as a stage play, by the way. <laughs> it reminds me of, of forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> forgetting Sarah Marshall at, at the end when they do the puppet thing with Dracula. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's what it reminds me of. Uh, yeah. Um, so within 10 days, he was wedded and separated from Beatrice Weeks. Uh, the Weeks wow. Lugosi marriage was. Uh, it, it has all the credentials of a wild fling from the Roaring Twenties. She's a wealthy, widowed heiress, and he is a ri- rising stage and screen star. So Dracula was set to become a movie, and of course they wanted Bella as Dracula. Uh, this would well, mean that is nice, though, because sometimes the stage actor no. doesn't get the opportunity to be in the that film. That is true. And sometimes the really good guy that plays Flash doesn't get to play Flash in the movie. Oh, don't get me started. That's something <laughs> Hashtag we should discuss. Not, not my Flash. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Grant Gustin was. Yeah. He was cheated. But he was definitely. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Bella was not. Bella was not. Uh, yet. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, Bella then became a U.S. citizen in 1931. All right, and he moved to Hollywood. He moved to Hollywood and decided to stay there forever, forever, forever. Okay. Um, okay. So, um, after Dracula was released, Bella was finally a star. Right, he finally got what he was looking for. And uh, the role of Dracula was more of a burden than an actual blessing because he was typecast in horror films because of this and his thick accent. Uh, A lot of people said he would have gotten more roles had he been able to speak the language better. Um, So, I mean, yeah, you kind of have to when you're in American movies. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, it's it's hard to say because typecasting – uh, throughout history, but especially back then, was probably pretty harsh. And you know, with his thick accent, it's like, yeah. You know, think about actors now, like William Shatner. No matter what he does, is going to be Captain Kirk on his gravestone. <laughs> so, that's yeah, true. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's hard well, to. And the studio system, right? Like they would yeah. sign you to uh, like a certain number of films, and you didn't have an option. Like it wasn't like you decided what you were going to be in, or right? no. All, anything like that like you that was it that was what you had to do is you signed with the studio and they decided what you were going to do so. well he did put ads in different like um actors um illustrations and stuff like that saying that he could do more than just i can horror. do more yeah <laughs> and that was what his agent said he should do so he did it uh so you guys ready for some weird stuff bring it all right so after dracula Bella claimed that there was a mysterious woman who haunted him. She had yellow eyes. Uh, She first appeared to him in 1929 before he moved to America. He called her Hetty. Uh, She made Bella her, how do I say this, adult slave? Slave. Oh, my. Slave for adult activities. There you go. Bella claimed that he would never marry again in 1932 because of the yellow-eyed woman. He was only 32 when he had met this woman. However, when he looked into her eyes, he felt a shock. He stated it was impossible to describe the feeling. It was a shot of fire and ecstasy. After he looked into her eyes, they were in each other's arms. This is, yeah, this is what Bella said. This is going to come up. We're going to bring this in the debate, everybody. So don't worry. We're going to talk more about it. There's something more that people should know about this person, though. (laughs) Bella described the woman like this. She was an actress 
whose age could not be determined. She wasn't the most beautiful woman. She had pale brown hair, and her skin was also very pale. However, the skin would <laughs> would sometimes turn blood red when she would eat. Are, are you sure that this wasn't a snake? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. It sounds like a snake to me. Uh, the woman's mouth was thin and her teeth tiny and pointed. Men had feared this woman, but went to her at her command. Many husbands left their wives because of this woman. Wow. <laughs> so the romance lasted three weeks. Lugosi went to run errands, and when he returned, all her stuff was gone. Her belongings were nowhere to be seen. She simply vanished into the night without a trace. She did leave a note for Bella. The note stated that they may never see each other again. However, he is always hers. Yep. Wow. So again, we'll talk a little bit more about this, but this is kind of like a, almost like a, I want to say an alternative history, but it's kind of like, um, like almost like what he told as an explanation for like these, like I only married her for three weeks. Like there's well, he didn't a, marry her. Well, not her, but like, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. the marriages that he had, like why things didn't continue has to do with this this, this yellow woman, woman yellow-eyed yellow-eyed woman, woman yeah so you and, my yellow-eyed <laughs> woman yeah. i think we got a hit uh, yeah i think so so we'll see but anyways it's, it's, a, it's, very it's a weird odd, story very odd in his timing that it came out right when he became a star after dracula that he married a vampire woman, it seemed like. You know. is uh, Was Bella dipping into the laudanum at any point? <laughs> Not at that point. Not mm. laudanum. Okay. And at, yeah, at that point. I'm well, anticipating it. Maybe well, at that point. It, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. When, yeah, so there is some stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so after Dracula, Bella was typecast as always playing the horror villain. He would often be um, paired with Boris Karloff. Who uh, the studios loved him, and how do we know Boris Karloff? Uh, Frankenstein. There it is. Yep. Yeah, yes. I was waiting to see if Al had that, but um, <laughs> oh, I, I wasn't sure if you were asking me. Like, yeah. Did I know him personally, or yeah? Do you yeah. know him personally? Uh, no, I believe I carry some of his <laughs> genetics, but no. Oh, I'm, interesting. No, interesting. Why? <laughs> I just say that because I'm six foot six. So. You are, yeah. yeah. And he was a he was a very tall guy. Um, so he hardly ever got top billing when he was with Boris. Uh, even in a couple of the movies where Bella was obviously the lead, top billing went to Boris, and also Boris got paid more. Oh. No matter what was happening. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why his career started to decline, one of which is that uh, he was signed with Universal Studios, and in 1936, the UK banned all horror films. So Universal dropped that line of films. Oof. Yeah. That's, that's rough. rough. Well, Universal didn't just drop it. They actually had an un underground horror film studio, Ooh. but it wasn't the same thing. Yeah. They couldn't get the same amount of money for each one of these films. So I'm not going to go into all the movies that he played in because uh, there was a lot. Like those actors from those days would play in hundreds of movies. We could do oh, a, yeah. a complete podcast based upon his movies. Like I, I saw, a, a, it was kind of a weird interview thing with him, but she was like, you know, oh, you just finished, you know, filming whatever. She's like, you know, when do you start again? And he's like, oh, I think probably next week. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, like today that just doesn't happen, you know. So what's funny is Boris um, really became 
famous because of Frankenstein, right? That was his first big thing that he did. And he had no speaking roles in that. But actually, Bella was offered that role of Frankenstein and oh, turned it down. Was Frankenstein? Bella, yeah. because And he turned it down because there was no speaking roles. Huh. It's just, yeah, fire, bad. Fire, right. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff, yeah. So, yeah. But uh, that's weird. That's... He would have kept Boris from getting top billing. And they they kind of hated each other a little bit, but they never spoke mm. badly about each other. Uh, was it one of those kind of like Hollywood, uh, you know, uh, bitchy behind the scenes yeah. kind of like, uh, yeah. oh, yes, you know, Boris is, oh, I suppose he's nice, but really, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't wash. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was something like that. Yeah. God bless him. He <laughs> smells good for that. <laughs> um, so the first time that I saw Bella was in this. In 1948, Bella once again played Dracula in the Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein. Yes. Which is a classic, it right? It is a classic, yeah. actually. A comedy classic. So you have Frankenstein, and you have Dracula, and you have Abbott and Costello. Yes. What a wild pair. Yes. Um, so Bella did marry two more times. <laughs> really? So we're at three yes. at this point. No, uh, this would... Now we've got two more. Two more would put us at five, five yeah, yeah, total. But right. The um, yellow-eyed lady did not count as one. No, right? she no. was not. But we had that Beatrice Weeks. Yeah. Remember, we had the right. two ten days. Lonas, ten. and then we had Which the 10-day one. Yeah. I think it was is awesome because it's like, you know, if someone asked me, oh, what are you going to do with your vacation this year? I probably wouldn't be like, ah, this is going to go out, meeting someone, getting married, getting divorced, coming back with a tan. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, but she had she had the money, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know I if mean, he got any of that money, but yeah, within ten days, I don't know. Yeah, um, so yeah, he did marry two more times in 1933. The 51 year old Lugosi married 22 year old Lillian Arch, uh, the daughter of a Hungarian immigrant living in Hollywood. They had a child, uh, Bella G. Lugosi. Um, in 1938, Bella eventually had four grandchildren and and six great-grandchildren, although he never lived to meet any of them. Uh, this marriage actually lasted more than a couple of years, but they did divorce on July 17, 1953. So, I mean, that's 20 years yeah. they were married. That's legit. Okay. Yeah, um, partly because Bella was jealous that Lillian wanted to work again and eventually ended up marrying the guy that she was working for. So, <laughs> uh, so maybe he was right on that one. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> But another reason is that he was drinking a lot. Mm. Bella was one of the first Hollywood stars to admit to being addicted to drugs. He became addicted to drugs after being prescribed opiates in uh, the late 1940s because of a leg injury that he had. And I think he did have some issues right after the war, too, I had read. I don't know that it was an addiction, but I, yeah. you know, he definitely had a lot of stuff going on but right. that that is definitely another reason for the decline in his career though yeah uh, he was broke in the later stages of his life and that is when ed wood found him uh, ed wood gave him a role in glenn or glenda and bride of the monster which <laughs> sounds like you know they were trying to go someplace else but they were just like eh, let's just call it bride which most <laughs> of his movies are like that ed, ed wood movies and i enjoy them a lot actually Surprisingly, I enjoy him. Um, Bella was so grateful for this that he checked himself into rehab. He spent 90 days in a rehab hospital. Now, not only did he check himself in, but he went to court. 
Whoa. To have them order him to stay or to be put into there. Really? Wow. So he couldn't leave. I don't think he had insurance or anything like that. Oh, that could be. But the judge took pity on him and did sentence him to the hospital. Now, you told me somebody famous came to visit him. Yes. While he was in... um, while he was in rehab, uh, he had never met him before, but Frank Sinatra came to see him. Ring a ding ding, really? And there was a rumor that Frank Sinatra paid for his rehab, which is not at all true because it was the state that paid for it. Okay. Yeah. Intra- what's what's the connection there? How they did- just liked each other. They liked each other's work. Maybe he must have liked his movies. I don't know. He must have liked. He his must movie. have been liked his movies. <laughs> That's why he went there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, so I, I found that really interesting that he did meet Frank Sinatra in rehab. Um, <laughs> kind of an odd, odd place to meet just somebody. Just a very Hollywood thing. And I didn't That's think you could get visitors thing. in rehab, too. I, unless you're like Frank that. Sinatra, uh, yeah. in which case. Old blue eyes. Whatever you want to do, Old you drunken do. blue eyes. Drunk, I'm just <laughs> surprised nobody has made a play or a movie about that yeah. meeting at some point. That's because Well, Bella... Bella didn't do so well in rehab, though, too. Mm. So um, when he got off the drugs, I, I'm I'm thinking that they probably gave him a prescription medication to help him get off the drugs or to go through the detox process, and that made him not want to eat anything. Oh, so he went down to 120 pounds. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's that was in rehab that he went down that low. That was like when he got out of rehab, he was 120 pounds. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So oh, wow. I don't know if you want to make that play. And he was That's, tall, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think he was tall. Ah, he was. I, mean, I don't I've think he was Boris Karloff. Yeah. yeah, tall. But um, Bella did remarry one last time to his last wife, Hope Lineger, uh, who was actually a fan of his that wrote him a letter while he was in rehab. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What a, that is a very Hollywood way to meet women. Quite <laughs> yes, <right>. yep. <laughs> uh, during during an impromptu interview upon his release from the treatment center in 1955, Lugosi stated that he was about to begin work on a new Ed Wood film called "The Ghoul Goes West." This was one of several projects proposed by Wood, including "The Phantom Ghoul" and "Doctor Acula." With Lugosi, really? yeah, Dr. Acula. Really? That's a Mitch Hedberg joke. <laughs> I was just going to say, it totally is. <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. With uh, Lugosi in his Dracula cape, um, Wood shot impromptu test footage with no particular storyline in mind <laughs> in front of Tor Johnson's home, a suburban graveyard, and in front of Lugosi's apartment building on Carlton Way. That this is what the episode's about. Okay. Uh, this footage ended up in Plan 9 from Outer Space. El, you've seen that, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's, so uh, that's the part where he's smelling the flower. That's that's by his apartment. Right. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. the, see, there's the context. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's just, uh, it's fantastic that Ed Wood was an early proponent of recycling. Yeah. The way he was. <laughs> like, I'm just going to shoot this. I don't know what I'm going to use it for, but yeah, you never know. Like, yeah. Waste not, want not. Yeah. Um, which that was filmed in um, 1956 and didn't come out till 1957, uh, soon after Lugosi died. Though. Uh. Lugosi uh, died of a heart attack on Thursday, August 6, 1956, in his Los Angeles apartment while taking a nap. His wife, Hope, discovered him dead on his bed, dressed only in his underwear, when uh, she came home from work that evening. 
he having apparently died peacefully in his sleep around 6.45 p.m., according to the medical examiner. He was 73 and weighed 140 pounds. There has been speculation that he started back on the drugs, though. Mm. Mm. And uh, that could have caused the heart attack, so... Mm. Um, Bella moved into the apartment shortly after getting out of rehab on August 5th, 1955, and lived there for one year and 11 days until his death. Wow. Wow. So I don't have much history on the actual apartment itself. Yeah, I think that's okay. Yeah. It was, it's a building that was built. It seemed like, <laughs> like, like from the outside, it's it a was. building that was built. <laughs> No, it's like a couple. It's only like two two stories, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's not super tall. Um, yeah, probably I, like a lot of the mid-century LA architecture of the yes. time. Yeah, and those uh, those kind of apartments. I mean, you can still go back there today, and you can see all kinds of examples of stuff that was built around that time. So it reminded me of Ralph Macchio's apartment in Karate Kid. Okay, yeah, that's what it kind of oh, reminds me of. I guess a it's nicer. got that look. Nicer than that, though. Mm, maybe not so. It's. I, I mean, it's kind of a so. similar feel to yeah, it. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, not exactly like it wasn't as bad, but it was close. Mm. Mm. It wasn't. I mean, this was, I think it's in Hollywood itself, right? Yes. So, Al, have you, you've been? Yeah. And when, when you say Hollywood, uh, that's <laughs> one of the first things you learn very quickly about when you move there is that. Hollywood, the city is nothing like Hollywood, the myth. Mm. Um, it's actually a lot of it is kind of low rent and run down to a certain extent. I mean, there's the Hollywood Walk of Fame on Hollywood Boulevard that all the tourists go sure. to and everyone knows about that. But uh, a lot of these places are just, it's cheap housing. Again, stuff that was built like in the 20th century, a lot, a lot of it mid-century boom kind of places uh, and kind of in some places are a little skeevy. That's what I've heard. Yeah. 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 Like even the downtown LA area is not, you know, yeah. Like it's not a place you'd want to spend a lot of time. No, no, definitely not. I mean, you find your location and you go into it and yeah, that's it. Essentially. Yeah. And, and downtown Los Angeles has been uh, renovated and built up in a lot of ways over the last couple of decades, but there's still, I mean, that's where Skid Row is, yeah. is downtown. And there's some- Right by the Hotel Sicily. Cecil. 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 Cecil, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely kind of hit or miss. Okay. And you lived there 13 years, right? Yes. I mean, I mainly lived in- the San Fernando Valley, uh, what they call the Valley, um, actually truthfully in Burbank, uh, like in, um, beautiful downtown Burbank with Johnny Carson, <laughs> with Johnny Carson. Yeah. Yeah, right. I used to drive by the NBC studios where wow. he taped every day on my way to work. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a different feel to it. It's more like the Valley is almost more like the suburbs. Okay. Um, though really LA has expanded so much at this point that, there's just so it's yeah, just it's all, all very different. Yeah, yeah. Now Rebecca in her story said that you know the person wasn't um, didn't do anything in the movie industry, but it's impossible not to be a part of it in some way, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah. that was just kind of feels like it when you're in LA, right? I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. It just permeates the culture, and um, even my wife, who I met out there, who uh, oh, I didn't know that you met her out there. That's interesting. Yes. Even though wow. we're both from the Chicago area, we both went out <laughs> wow. there. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> to find each other. Kismet. It's a Hollywood <laughs> love story. I'm waiting for my movie to be made. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, but even though she had nothing to do with the movie industry, um, 
she was a teacher, there were always all these connections to it. Like, for instance, her mentor, one of her mentor teachers, her husband was a well-known Hollywood character actor. Oh, wow. wow. So um, Crazy. Yeah, crazy. So, I mean, you just couldn't go anywhere without turning up some kind of connection to the entertainment industry. I could see that. Like, always, and, and every, you know, plus it's just like every waiter you have is oh, probably goodness. somebody that's wanting to break into the movie business, you know, and yeah. you, uh, it's always everybody feels like they're on an audition. I could see that, right? Like, you, like people would feel like you have to, I was, would think that, like, if you move out there with the purpose of becoming famous. Oh, yeah. It's like everywhere you go, is an audition. You yeah. have right. to be ready. And yeah. there's a lot of culture shock, obviously, because you might be a, a big fish in a small pond where you grew up, but then you go out to Hollywood and there are thousands of other people yeah. trying. Trying to do the same thing you're doing. Just so. as good as you. Yeah. Right. Just as good. Um, Not better. Better. Yeah. 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 Um, so Bella's day was old school Hollywood though. Yeah. That, now, the studio system. Yeah. Now, is there still traces of that old Hollywood out there? Uh, if you're talking about in terms of like uh, architecturally or like some of the same, I mean, obviously there are a lot of the. Uh, same buildings that were around sure, in Bella's sure. day. Uh, obviously, some of the same big studios are still out there. Um, and, uh, you know, there's certainly respect paid to the past. Okay. Uh, you know, people understand that it was old Hollywood that kind of made the town, even though it is, of course, branched out and become much more diverse and sure. so many things going on out there these days. Sure. Well, that's really cool. Um, we're going to take a short break, and when we return, we will get to the debate. Pat, what do creepy stories, funny ghost memes, and inside ghostly information have in common? Um, my life. <laughs> well, yes, but <laughs> no, it's also Ghostly Society on Facebook. Oh, yeah. I mean, that too, of course. I, but aren't all ghostly listeners in Ghostly Society? Not yet. What? I mean, that means that they're missing out on all my jokes. Yeah, they are. And missing out on chatting and sharing with other listeners and us, of course. We love talking to our listeners. If you haven't yet, you should consider joining our private group on Facebook called Ghostly Society. Let's hope now they will. Unless they're a woman in white. Rebecca, you have some debate for us? I do have some debate. Okay. Now, listen, first, I want to say that we are not going to debate Bella Lugosi's supposedly cursed mirror Aww. that is in Zach Baggins Haunted Museum in L.A. Oh, man. Uh, first, the story linking Lugosi to the mirror is a bowl of nothing. 
A bowl of nothing. Ooh. Yes. Wow. Uh, also, it isn't linked to the apartment. It's linked to one of his houses. Okay. And we prior residences. prior residences, and we are talking about the apartment. So, well, he did have a big picture of him that moved from place painting, to place, painting. Yes. Yeah, of him. He did. Is that one of those paintings that where the eyes would move? It looks him? like it. Yeah, it does okay. look like it could be that. Now, are you aware of Zach Baggins? Uh, was he one of the Lord of the Rings characters? <laughs> he could have been. He, he could have been. been. Uh, he is a paranormal investigator, and I use that term very loosely for him. <laughs> um, he does a little show called Ghost Adventures, which Nick Mataragas was in, and he was naked in that episode. So He Wait, played- um, Was Zach naked or was Nick naked? Nick. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing both, yes. Uh, please, that, that don't be. put those things in my head. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, uh, he was Gacy. Ah. He was Gacy, yeah. Okay. So. yeah. okay, anyways. Anyways, okay. So we're not, so that is a thing. You can read about it if you'd like, but that's not us today. About now, Nick being naked? Right, and- that, yeah, I would recommend staying away from that. <laughs> yes. um, so I do want to talk about Hetty. That's Hedy, actually yes. the first evidence I want to talk about, just okay. because I do think it could lend itself to this concept of him as a ghost or something paranormal happening. And I, I just think you brought it up and I don't want to not have a discussion about okay, it. Okay, let's talk about okay. it. So again, at, just as a reminder, right, you talked about the yellow eyes. He yes. claimed to see her multiple times throughout his life, not just that like initial three-week love affair right. and that she, they had. she lived with him for that? Supposedly, that those. Supposedly? that's the only time was that first like two weeks, three weeks, whatever it was. Um, so again, all the things that you talked about, right, they, you know, was, he was initially super attracted to her. He couldn't figure out her age. She was an actress. She was not that beautiful, but whatever. He was attracted to her. The whole thing about the teeth, right? So here's something that Lugosi said. He said, I lost weight. I hardly slept. I had seen other young men fade and wither before my eyes and had heard the village folk whisper the dread cause. But when it came to me, I did not know it for what it was. Vampirism. It was my mother who forced me to flee the country and never to return to it again until that woman and every trace and memory of her vanished from the sight of men. So (laughs) basically, like he would claim... There were several times where he would like have just gotten married, right? Mm-hmm. Or like met somebody and he'd be performing his stage show and he'd look in the audience and there she would be. The woman with the yellow eyes staring <laughs> at him like. And nobody else would notice this woman. Well, yeah. I mean, she just looked like a woman. The yellow eyes? I don't know. I would notice that. But he would notice that. I would be and like, I, I think you have hepatitis. I think you're jaundice. <laughs> I think jaundice is going <laughs> yeah, around a exactly, lot. Exactly. Yeah. So like, yeah, but he would basically say, and then and then like a couple times, or I think she like appeared to, or she came and saw him then in the dressing room and was basically like, don't get married because, or don't stay with this person because you're mine. And then mm. like, uh, you know stuff would happen the women would whatever leave and he was i don't know she basically threatened like don't don't marry again and so that's supposedly part of the reason that he left hungary came to the states was to forget about this woman and all this Mm. but she still kept showing up 
So um, she was this deus ex machina who would just show up right. in his life to explain all of the questionable decisions that <laughs> yeah. he exactly. had made. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, quite frankly, I need to get one of these women. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there might be one in your future. There, you don't oh, there know. might be, yeah. A yellow-eyed woman. Yellow-eyed, yeah. Oh. She came to the comedy trine one night. That's and, right. <laughs> Honey, I was seduced by a yellow-eyed woman, which is why I stayed up late drinking. <laughs> exactly, yep. <laughs> Now, okay, so here's a little bit more Lugosi quotes, okay? this for, uh, So this whole thing forced Lugosi to contemplate who or what Hetty was, and then remember that in the arms of my old nurse, I heard the tales of vampires and saw their victims. Ah, yes, as I grew older and could take notice of things about me, I saw many, a young man and young woman pale and sickened and seemed to die with no cause given. I had a skeptical mind. I read widely. I made a brave attempt to laugh off such nonsense. Folklore gone mad, I told myself. I would shake off the charnel house odors of such false superstitions. (laughs) I don't know what that is. Uh, Yet that was not to be. Um, (laughs) So, uh, and then there's a couple of uh, people who kind of tried to back him up. Right when he made these claims, okay. right? Okay. Uh, Eugene Chrisman in 1932 described Lugosi as quote a haunted man. He went on to state that he believed that Lugosi was telling the truth, as he was not the sort of man to make things up and did not tell the story for publication purposes. Further to this, Chrisman stated that he had talked to a man who remembered Lugosi's strange behavior during one of his performances when he stated Hetty had appeared to him. A variation of this tale comes from Mr. L.P. Walter, a relative on Lugosi's mother's side, who, when writing to Richard Davis, stated that when Lugosi was starting as a stage actor, he was, quote, haunted by a mysterious cat woman. Oh, she was a cat now. That would make more sense because the yellow eyes. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Apparently, she always turned up in the stalls where he was performing, gazing up at him with her glittering green eyes Mm. and said to him, quote, you and I are two of a kind, Bella, and in the end, you must join me. Oh. Oh, my. Well, I like that it was in the <laughs> stalls where he was performing, like he was in the bathroom. Well, that's where they... The, they <laughs> you would... know, it was really rough during the Depression. Yeah, well, you had yeah. to get an audience wherever you could. <laughs> you that's could, yeah. what they would call the, the front of the stage there. Yeah. But anyways, okay, so let's let's just, let's talk about it. What do we think about, about the uh, yellow-eyed, green-eyed, whatever woman that would appear we've got two people in his life Mm -hmm. who who um one says he actually did see this woman and the other just says he's not a liar well i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna let al go first since he's our guest oh you're so sweet um (laughs) Okay, well, for me, it always boils down to any of these questions boils down to Occam's razor. Mm-hmm, and yeah. I don't know if that's something that you folks have brought up in your- I mean, we brought up the idea behind it, but not the actual term. Right, yeah. okay. So, right. So, the the the, the, mo- the simplest explanation is the most probable. And for me, when I hear these kind of tales, <laughs> uh, does my mind immediately go to supernatural woman in this guy's life? Or does it go to this is- an actor who's perhaps made some questionable choices and needs to explain them away and has a burgeoning drug habit to boot and perhaps some undiagnosed mental issues, you know, emotional issues. Mm-hmm. And I'm, if I'm going to be asked which one's more likely, I'm going to go with the more prosaic one. And I'm going to say, well, it, it sounds like a confluence of events 
of events. You know, the fact that he always looked haunted, that could be attributed to any kinds of addictions um, and or mental, mental illness, health yeah. issues. Yeah. Um, and as we all know, actors are not necessarily the most uh, stable, grounded types yeah. in the world. So that might be more prevalent in that realm than normal. So that's kind of where my mind goes immediately. Yeah. I, you know, I would say that my mind uh, instantly goes to the timing of when this came out. This was right after Dracula came out. Mm-hmm. And this gives some credibility and some mystery to that idea. So, yeah, he was blaming a lot of his problems on that, but also using this to give a nice little studio boost. And so uh, I, I disagree with Eugene Chrisman uh, talking about that it wasn't for publication purposes. It absolutely was for publication purposes um, because I have never seen a yellow-eyed woman with sharp teeth that skin turns red when they eat. <laughs> Although, you know, very pale people when they when they do get, you know, excited or when they do eat, their their skin can turn red. That's not weird. But the way that he described it made it seem like it was out of the ordinary red. That's true. So that remember, is my opinion. I remember as a <laughs> as a kid, one of my friends, I don't know why we had this joke, but it was uh you are what you eat, so you're better eat people. It was always hard. Okay. <laughs> vampire well, that, that explains we why do. you have this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we would do our little vampire <laughs> face. Um, yeah. No. You know what? I think uh, it is a weird. It is weird timing, right? That he never talked about this, though. Again, just not publicly. Well, well he wasn't famous before either. So who he wasn't he famous before. And again, yeah. he had a relative who said this. I do think he. There was a woman, right? Like I do think there was a woman who was one. You know, I don't know. I think, and I think this can be for for whatever whoever you are and whichever kind of person you know, with man man woman 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 man whatever it is. Sometimes there's like that one person who's bad for you and you are just super attracted to, mm. and they always show up right when you're about to be happy, right? Mm. And like finally got over them, yeah. and you're finally gonna move on, and then all of a sudden they show up in your life. Right. And I think you're right, Al. I do actually agree with you on the concept of like trying to explain bad behavior because so he's I mean, I guess in back in the day, Hollywood, it wasn't that crazy that you'd get married, divorce, married, divorce. But still, like three marriages under your belt and you just had this weird two week one. You know what I mean? Like that maybe he wanted to like and you're in horror movies, right. like you said, Pat. So you yeah. kind of want to give a little supernatural to it. And and who knows how much pressure, say, the studio was putting on him to right. kind of spin this. Oh yeah. That's sure, true. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's true. It may not have been his choice to tell these kinds of stories or whatever it is. So um yeah. I, th- I I don't it I don't I mean, do I think there was a person? Yes, but I, I don't know about um her being paranormal. Yeah. I. So uh, what would be your rating then, Rebecca? So my rating on this one is a two. Okay. So two. That is the lowest you've ever gone. Wow. I think it's a fun story. I love hearing this story, but I, fun. Don't, yeah. I don't think it's paranormal. So on a scale from zero to 10, what would you give this then, Al? Um, For paranormality. Go one. A okay. one. All right. <laughs> I'm going to- only to get in under Rebecca. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to go under you both, and oh I'm going to say zero. <laughs> zero, zero, zero. I mean, yeah, what Rebecca said, there are people in people's lives that do this kind of stuff, and no, they're it's not supernatural. They're just 
They're just not great people. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yep. Okay, let's get into the actual paranormal apartment stuff. Okay. 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 So another, this is probably the most widely reported paranormal story that happened right after Lugosi's death during his funeral procession. Mm. I found this story in many sources, but the one I found most insightful was the Angel City Press in an article about haunted tales of the corner of Hollywood and Vine. Mm. So, are you familiar with Hollywood familiar and Vine? With yeah. It yeah. uh, used to be a very skeevy area. They built it up a little bit. Okay. But, uh, famous. 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 Famous, yes. Yeah, yeah I always hear about it. Um, so this is one of the stories for that corner. Uh, Bela Lugosi also had an affinity for the intersection of Hollywood and Vine. He made it a daily habit to stroll along Hollywood Boulevard. And according to his friend, Marie Statz, walking that stretch was a ritual for him. After his well-known career in Hollywood horror films, Lugosi died... Um, uh, they dressed him as Dracula, uh, which um, he, that was decided by. Yeah. So uh, interestingly enough, um, people think that he wanted to be buried as Dracula. He did not. I mean, he never said anything. The actual will that he left, um, which wants to give money to people that he didn't have. <laughs> he, he, he died with a thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, that, that was about and, it. And property. He had property. Yeah. Well, he didn't have property. I mean, he he had possessions. No, oh, I had heard that he actually owned like different land? like no, land. No, no, he had he had sold off everything that wow. he had beforehand. Okay. So the only thing that he left his son was one thousand dollars, and he had to split that with Hope, his last wife, oh, because wow, yeah. she was the next of kin. You know, obviously because they just got married. Um, so it was, <laughs> so it was actually his um. His fourth wife, Lillian, the one that he was married to the longest, and the son that decided that he should be dressed as Dracula when he died. I mean, he wasn't like he was against buried. it. He wasn't like, whatever you do when I die, don't dress me as Dracula. He just like never said anything about no, it. I, I don't know. I don't know if he would have wanted he that. Liked even. It. So I, I don't know if he would have, but... Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so... He was dressed as Dracula. You can see pictures of it. Uh, Lugosi laid in state at the Utter McKinley Strother Mortuary, a block from Hollywood and Vine, and fans came by to pay their last respects. According to the Los Angeles Times, with thespian aplomb that followed him even in death, Bella Lugosi went to his grave yesterday in the same black cloak he wore it to fame as the sinister Count Dracula of the screen. To the mourners who passed his his beer to play pay their respects, it was dramatic and solemn fi- finale for the veteran actor who once terrified movie audiences by climbing in and out of coffins. For the funeral procession to Culver City's Holy Cross Cemetery, the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce asked the mortuary to alter the route to avoid driving down Hollywood Boulevard. Businesses did not want a somber funeral to distract their customers. The mortuary changed the route so that the procession would only cross over Hollywood Boulevard, uh, only cross over it, not go down it. Authors Jacobson and Wanamaker (laughs) describe what happened as the hearse driver came to the intersection. Suddenly, it was as if someone tugged at the wheel. Instead of crossing Hollywood, the hearse veered left and up the boulevard. The driver struggled, but the coach had a mind of its own. He was unable to regain control of the wheel until they had crossed Vine. I don't know what happened. I just don't know, he told her, visibly shaken. But Marie, Lugosi's friend, knew, and she smiled. 
It was Bella saying goodbye to his beloved Hollywood Boulevard. Now, the other claim that's made is that it went by his favorite cigar shop that he went to every day. I I heard that. And I did read from his son. He loves cigars. Like his mom, Lillian, Mm -hmm. would have to like stand off stage and like take puffs of the cigar so that it'd be ready for him when he like went off stage for wow, a break wow. or whatever. So That's he really did love his stogies. Yeah. Like that was a big thing for him. I don't have the 15 seconds that it's taken. <laughs> <laughs> Get the cigar going myself. Light it for me, Junior. Uh, that, was any, a, that was a good Bella. That was right. a good Bella. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's this. I know it's kind of a long-winded th- thing, but this is actually in the papers. This is the story that was told. So this story then is often told as Bella, the the ghost of Bella is the one that made the wheels turn and the hearse go not the, the mm. direction that it was supposed to, that it, he, you know, he's the one that, that uh, directed it to go down uh, Hollywood Boulevard. All right. Al, what do you got for this one? Well, again, you know, you rolled your eyes a little bit before talking. <laughs> I, just, I, I just want to state that first. Uh, well, if you could hear the sound of an eye roll on, <laughs> on the podcast. No, uh, again, kind of going back to the idea. It's like, okay, well, what's going to be more likely? Um, you know, that Bella took the wheel. Um, he t- <laughs> and, and the commandeered wheel. this car to go down Hollywood Boulevard. Or that, you know, the person who was driving it, either there was a little mechanical touch or just thought, you know what, they really kind of messed over Bella here by not letting the parade route go down Hollywood Boulevard. As a tribute to this guy, I'm going to at least go down Hollywood to Vine. Yeah. You know, I'm going to at least do that for him. Yeah. You know, because it's like my way of saying sayonara. and. To me, that actually is more likely and perhaps even a little touching. Like, it's like, you know, I'm going to buck the man. I'm going to go down Hollywood a little bit. And he gets his classy ending. Well, I, you know, I I agree with you almost 100% on that. Although I think maybe they just mistakenly turned down it and then tried to come up with an excuse afterwards as to why they did such a stupid thing. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, that would be my only reasoning behind it. It doesn't seem... Like anything crazy? I don't know what you think, Rebecca. I'm looking at you. You're looking like, yeah. And I, I, like, I do have to interject here. I, I, thinking of the way it probably was, the way you described this place, I'm thinking if they had to turn left mm-hmm. onto Hollywood Boulevard and then they get to Vine, it seems to me like they started out just a little bit south of Hollywood and a little bit east of Vine. So they probably... Maybe that was the only exit. Like they would have had to go out that way anyway. Oh, is it a street that has exits then? Well, I mean, if, if, you know, I don't know the particular layout of this, but if it was, you know, say in that particular position, perhaps the mortuary was on the south side of Hollywood Boulevard, um, or it was like on Gower or something like that, where they would have to go up a street to get onto the main boulevard and go that way. I don't know for sure, but it's yeah. just a speculation. I I don't know. I mean, the fact that this was reported in the paper, um, that it, I mean, I, I just can't imagine that some driver is like, they're doing Bella wrong. I need. To, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna risk my livelihood and my ability to be the, the first driver to to uh, send my car, send or whatever the the hearse um, down Hollywood would 
Boulevard. Um, that just doesn't seem right. And I've never, I don't know, like to me, it just seems like something that, uh, I don't know, he might have done. I mean, the fact that it went right by his favorite cigar shop, um, that he literally, this is the route, like, what are the chances? Like, this is the route he went. He literally walked this every single day. Um, it just then seems Maybe that weird. is a salute to him then. I don't know. But um, serious. Well, okay. What is your rating? Okay. On this so one? my rating for this is a six. A six. Okay. L, where are you at? I'm going to give it a three just because, and the only reason I'm rating it that high is because it's like, if I was a dead famous ghost, this is what I would try <laughs> I mean, to make. Right? I mean, this totally right. sounds like something a famous right. ghost I, would I would do. have it drive past Amoeba Records in LA. There That's you what go. I would do. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to go zero on this one again. (laughs) It seems like the um, explanation that is not paranormal makes a lot of sense. So I don't know. It seems weird. Who's I don't know. Anyways. All right. Uh, So we've got two more and these are not big. These 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 uh, first two were kind of big, long stories. These are going to be quick. So um, a few other reports have been made about the apartment itself. So again, they always talk about the apartment being haunted. Those first two aren't really necessarily about the apartment. Which, by the way, he supposedly haunts a lot of locations, including the Hollywood sign, too. Wow. So, okay. I don't anyways. Know. So, uh, you kind of mentioned this early on. People state that there is an eerie feeling yes. in the place, in the, the apartment, and they feel like they're being watched while they're sleeping. But that's all I could find. I could okay. not find like a particular person who lived there saying this story. All right. So that's Anna, all I got. What do you got on this one? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of vague. And, you know, a lot of it could be explained by, well, you know, the reputation has built up in this place and it is Bella freaking Lugosi. And he yeah. died there. And he died there. So it's like, I think anybody with any amount of, we'll say, susceptibility might project into something like that, that feeling creepy. Um, and, you know, it's just scientifically, it's like people do have these experiences, like scientists have uh, stimulated certain parts of the brain that m- make people feel like they're being watched or that there are other presences mm-hmm. around them and stuff like that. So it could be a brain chemistry thing as well, or a combination thereof. So I, I don't know, without more concrete background to that one that kind of seems like eh you know it's like an old scooby-doo episode or something you guys are getting freaked out (laughs) yeah i i definitely agree uh i would i would say also that anybody that rents this place knows it was bella lugosi's apartment at this point it is one considered one of the most haunted places uh they're going to google the address and i i did that it when you google the address it comes up with bella lugosi Mm mm-hmm and so you're going to read into that tragic story and you're going to hear that he died in there. And that, I mean, any place that you go to where somebody's died, it gives you that creepy feeling once you know that, especially if you're in the same exact spot that they were when they died. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I have to say for it is just that there, I mean, it obviously got this reputation. I mean, not everywhere that a famous person dies is always necessarily considered haunted, so there must be stories that have been told about it that make people think that it's haunted. Um, I don't know that it's ever been investigated, though. So it's... Eh, oh, I, eh. I was going to ask you because you did say the medium and your thing. No, you know? that was just me. Um, that was my story. So I, 
<laughs> so my rating uh, for this then is a four. Okay. What is yours, Al? I'm giving it a one only because, again, I'm rating it so high because I've felt the creeps before. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to I'm gonna give it a one. But um, what I was going to say, though, is that it's there's no person that we could ask about this or right. anything like that. There's nobody willing to put their name on this. So it means a lot less to me than something that someone would put their name to. Yeah, so. and, and and along those lines, that if there was some real credence to this, or there was some real uh, momentum behind it, it's Hollywood. They would have found a way to monetize it at this point. <laughs> they would have. It would have been a full length yeah. movie, <laughs> right? And a TV show. <laughs> yes. And there would have been toys made about it. Uh, right, action figures. Yeah, yeah. I, there is some Bella action figures. Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm yeah. Not, yeah. All right, so one last claim. One last one. Uh, and again, this this is supposedly from a previous, they called him an owner. It's an apartment, so I don't know if it, if, the, if you can own it, if it's a condo-ish kind of thing, but... Well, I don't know. It might be like New York where you can the, own apartments. Yeah, right. That's yeah. what I'm wondering. Uh, I don't know, in LA, do people own apartments or do they rent them? Uh, well, if you own it, it would be a condo. It would be a condo, right? Yeah. Yeah, anyway, yeah. I don't know what, what it is right now. But uh, anyways, this is the claim that items were rearranged while he was sleeping, but he would never hear anything move so that's again all i got (laughs) okay (laughs) well uh i mean if i had a nickel for every time something was not in the place i thought i put it i would have retired 10 years ago (laughs) so uh yeah i i i personally don't think that's a lot to go on no no I, i i don't either uh yeah i mean the idea that um did a ghost move this or did i just happen to put it in the wrong place I mean, I probably put it in the wrong place. Now, in this, it's not saying what items. So if there were big items, like a china cabinet moved from one wall to the to the other. A grand piano. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, that gives a little bit more credence to that. But items can be anything. It could be a hairbrush. It could be a toothbrush. It could, I just like brushes, I guess, today. Uh, it, it, could be, it could be a lot of things. It could be a ghostly button. Maybe it they had a ghostly, a ghostly button and it moved button. from one side to the other. That would be and it, some great cross promotion. It would be. And it glows <laughs> in the dark, too. So. Ah, perfect. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah, I don't know. So to me, it, I don't know. Again, I think this just kind of falls under that idea of like, well, if we're believing that his ghost rearranged his funeral and is still hanging around, then I suppose maybe it's playing tricks. But, um, but it is more difficult when we don't have any specifics for it. Um, but it's got its reputation somehow. So uh, again, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this one a five, just because it does relate to at least something a little more specific. Than All right, the previous where are you at, Al? Uh, I'm at a zero because <laughs> I misplaced my keys this morning. So <laughs> maybe it was a yellow-eyed ghost. Maybe it was a yellow-eyed ghost, or maybe the fact <laughs> that I was super tired last night. <laughs> I'm gonna go zero as well because I've misplaced Al's keys before too. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's why I couldn't find them. Exactly. Yeah. No, that is why why I eventually learned to. Uh, I always have a hook right yeah. next to my door wherever uh, I live, so that I can hang my keys up there immediately upon entering the house. It's just like super habit to do. Um, oh my gosh. If my old college roommate Jolene is listening to this episode, that poor, poor, poor girl had to find my <laughs> keys for me so many oh times. Wow. It's not even funny. And even when way, we didn't if- live together, by the way, I would have to, Joe, could you come over and <laughs> find my keys for me? Because I can't. That's 
Wow. And by the way, when you talk to her next, could you tell her to give me back my man? (laughs) (laughs) Jolene. There you Uh, go. Yeah. yeah. So I like for me, um, me, it's about personal possessions as well, because I have a lot of pockets usually. Um, So I never know where I put things. So I'm always like, where did I put it? I put it here and I put it there. So I started a routine where, no, this is this and this goes in this pocket. My wallet goes in this pocket. My keys go in this pocket. And I don't move them from that. And usually, like in my workstation, things are always at the same spot. So I can find it every every single time. But all it takes is me putting my phone in one new place, right? Like I have two places it could be. And if it's in any other place than that, including my hand, it is a (laughs) panic situation, right? I like that you included (laughs) your hand in that too. All right. So what are your what is your overall rating, Rebecca, on the Belly Lugo Bella Lugosi's apartment? Bella Lugosi's apartment. I am gonna give it I'm gonna give it a a four. Four, okay. I, gosh, I want it. You know, it's most haunted, and there's so many fun stories associated with this. Yeah, but this I, is considered one of the most haunted places in L.A. And again, the story of the funeral, it's there. That's what gives it the four to me. But man, the rest of it is just, it's uh, its not, there's just not enough. All right, Al? Uh, I'm going two because there's not a lot of meat on this sandwich for me. No, um, no, yeah. there's a lot of cheese though. A lot of cheese, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of cheese. A little bit of mayo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to go zero on this one because, uh, I just did an overall of all my ratings and I only gave a one <laughs> at one time. So if I could do percentage, I mean, like if I could do something, I would say point, uh, two five for this one, but wow. it's going to be zero because I can't do that. Rounding so, down. I gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that brings us to our closing arguments. This is our last chance to convince you to vote our way. We are each given one minute of uninterrupted time. We will time each other on our phones to keep Rebecca on. Hey. <laughs> uh, Rebecca, are you ready? I am ready whenever right. you are Let ready. Me pull up my timer here. And Go. All right, so I know I, okay, I gave it a four. I almost gave it a five. I mean, the thing about it is that I do think, you know, I do I do believe the, the funeral story, I, I, or at least I, I, mm, I am more believing of that than the other stories. Um, and I think there is a, you know, there is, there is maybe something that's happened, some stories that have happened that have caused it to be considered haunted. I mean, no one's making money off of it, so... You know, I mean, there's some there's some possible credibility there. I just wish I had found more specific stories, which is why I rated it a little bit lower than I normally would rate things. Um, again, super fun. Um, maybe there's a little something there, but I just don't think we have enough evidence uh, for the apartment itself to say it's haunted. All right. You ended with seven seconds still. There you go. All right. Oh, my goodness. So, Al, I think that means you're up next, and Rebecca will be timing you on her cell phone. Okay. And you can use the whole minute or not, whatever you need. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Just, All uh, right. just let me know. You ready? And yeah. go. Okay. So, L.A. is the land of facade. It's the land of lies. So, uh, you know, to me, this more smacks of overt studio manipulation and perhaps some wishful thinking on the parts of the fan base um, that these things will happen. Again, going back to what Rebecca said herself about the fact that 
there are not a whole lot of specific incidents that we're speaking about here, except for the funeral procession uh, and so on. So there's not a whole lot to hang on there. And quite frankly, I mean, I lived in LA for 13 years and I never heard about any of these shenanigans. <laughs> and, you know, someone who was at least tangential to LA lore at that time, it's like, I think maybe something would have come up if there was a little bit more heft to this. So yeah, I'm afraid, I'm afraid it's kind of light in the loafers for me. Wow. All right. And the second left there. When you, when you said heft, I thought you were saying heft, like Hugh Hefner. <laughs> 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 right. For Bella Lugosi, if I met him, I might sleep with him. <laughs> nice. Now, uh, we're going to have to see, I would, uh, I'd love to hear uh, what lore you did here. I mean, not right now, but, you know, maybe oh, sure. for future episodes. Ah, there you go. We'll have to explore. Hold a little something back. For yeah, yeah, there exactly. you go. All right, Pat, are you ready? Of course. Okay, and go. There is just simply not enough evidence in this to present even any kind of haunting <laughs> to you. Um, the one thing that Rebecca brought up that she gave the highest thing to uh, was the funeral possession 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 <laughs> not not possession oh, kind of both actually yeah. uh the only thing that she that she brought up was that and you know you'd be surprised what people will do to get their name in the newspaper so i think that the guy made a mistake and just wanted to say something and he was being interviewed by the paper and that was all so he thought he'd bring up something cool not you know just not to say i just made a mistake so that's all. It's not haunted. Vote no. Definitely no, 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 no. Whoa. <laughs> so vote no five times is what you're saying. I mean, yeah, I, I would take that. <laughs> I mean, even though I don't know that it's haunted, you should vote yes. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> so I want to thank everyone so much for listening. Please share us with your friends and family as word of mouth is our best advertisement. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. I mean, and you've made it through this whole episode without hitting subscribe. Just do it. <laughs> I mean, come on. Okay, so uh, L, yeah. what do you what do you have going on in the podcast? So uh, coming up from X to Z. So recently uh, we covered some things about uh, how you listen to music uh, from different oh. generational perspectives. We did a little thing on Squid Game, and we focused an entire episode on Stump the Dad, which you had alluded mm -hmm. to before. Yeah, this is a uh, kind of uh, a game that Cal and I play with each other, uh, wherein I give her a list of band names, some fictitious, some not. Mm. And she asks me about them and I have to either give her the real history of it on the spot, or I have to make up a fake history on the spot. Oh, you're good at that. And then yeah. she votes as to which one's real and which one's not. Oh. And oftentimes I'm able to get away with tricking her. And so really it's stumping cow. It is stumping Stump, cow. Stump the cow. Stump the cow. Oh. And in this most recent episode, she turns the tables on me, wherein she gives me the names of some fictitious video games. Ah. Which she explains. And I have to determine whether they do or not. Uh, both of us, uh, we got about 25% going each wow. way. Wow. Wow. So okay. we're good at stumping each other. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's good, I think. I <laughs> guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we do have an episode coming up wherein we talk about drugs. Uh oh. Yeah. Wow. So are you going to bring up Bella Lugosi? Uh, I might. I might put a little addendum on there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. This episode brought to you by the late Bella Lugosi. Yeah, Bella Lugosi's apartment. Yes. 
So, um, oh, and where can they find you? Yes. They can find us uh, in the, on the Memoriam Development um, mm. homepage. Mm-hmm. You can see our Memoriam podcast. MemoriamDevelopment.com. Uh, we are on Spotify. Mm-hmm. We are on Apple Podcasts. And again, the title of our podcast is From X to Z. And uh, please uh, check us out, like us, subscribe uh, for some podcasty goodness. It's a fun, breezy way to spend an hour and put some information in your head that you probably didn't need. Yeah, it, it's just a good time, and and it's, we try to make it that way. It's nice to listen to two different perspectives on the same thing. You know, yes. it, it is uh, just like Ghostly. You know, it's got that exactly. same kind of idea going there. Um, and I, I really enjoy it. And if you enjoy listening to it, please tell a friend about it as well, because Thank you. Um, yes. they're just starting off. So they need the, they need the downloads. Absolutely. We and need validation for our <laughs> lives. <laughs> all right. So we are going to list off all of our VIP patrons, which we like to think of as producers of Ghostly. Uh, I'll start off. There is Ta. Ernie. There's um, Mary Saul. Shayla. There's Cindy. Nicole. There's Darnay. Jessica. Sarah. Linda. Alice. Austin. Hope. And Candy. So the next episode is for one of my favorite days of the year. It's Skeptics Day. Skeptic Day. So every April 1st is Skeptic Day. Um, So says us. So we say, yes. (laughs) Um, We have a fun episode planned for you. I'm not going to get into much details about Mm it because you're just going to have to find out. Uh, Although we don't play the April Fool's joke, we just make it a skeptic day. Uh, So tune in on March 30th. Tune in or download on March 30th (laughs) and uh, you'll be able to hear it and you'll be able to have fun with us. Yeah, it's going to be completely different than anything we've ever done on Yeah, I'm Ghostly. a little worried about that. <laughs> I mean, we've done it we've done this sort of thing on other podcasts including sort of Al's uh, other podcast, but uh yeah, we've never done anything like this. So, yeah. Oh, that sounds exciting. It's going to be Absolutely. really really different. All right, until next time, stay ghostly. Bye.